The Legendarium Podcast is brought to you by, by you. So please visit patreon.com slash legendarium to, to support the show. But for now, welcome to The Legendarium. But she literally just like sits at the table and has dinner with them, sits over there on the steps and watches them fight each other. It's over, you know, like you that's, didn't see that there was a plus one marker next to each one of the uh, dragon tattoo yeah, things. I, <laughs> I must have missed that. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Legendarium Podcast. This is episode. Oh crap! I have no idea. Three hundred and something. Today we're talking about video game movies again this is a video game movie redux i am craig hanks your host and joining me is ryan bruckman over there no insult today ryan <laughs> you're worse than the 1995 <laughs> mortal kombat movie uh and of course we also have our video game video game movie crew who was here last time kyle and adam sherlock uh so for those who don't know adam say hello Hello, everyone. Uh, there's that sultry voice I was looking for. <laughs> for those who don't know, Adam uh, Sherlock, we're just going to call you Sherlock. I think that's uh, totally fine. Is from the Deep Dive Film School, which you can find on YouTube. You can find the podcasts, mm -hmm. uh, wherever fine podcasts are listened to. Uh, and it is fantastic. So if you like movies, if you like really getting into, uh, you know, the theory and the minutia and the fun of film, then go check them out. So Sherlock, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me back. Yeah, uh, we we had no choice, really. That is true. Because we just had a new Mortal Kombat movie come out. And I we actually have a recap of the Mortal Kombat movie written by Ryan Bruckman. So, Ryan, are you ready to give your recap? Yep. Because I've, I've got it right here. Okay. So, Ryan texted us, uh, the, the <laughs> Legendarium crew. Here is the recap. Allow me to save time for any of you... Uh, who might have considered watching Mortal Kombat on HBO Max. It is one of the worst things I have ever watched, and not in that campy, so bad it's good way. End tweet. I stand by it. Do you? I stand by it. Like, one of the worst <laughs> movies you've ever watched, or things you've ever watched? Like, you could put this up next to, like, the Challenger explosion? Um, I... Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Um... You know what? It's it was really creeping up in that range. Okay, but no, okay. no, I, no, I'm gonna go with just no, films, yes. uh, films, especially the last you know decade for sure. But uh, yeah, it's okay. it's just it was so painful to watch this movie, um, and I did finish it, and I don't know why. <laughs> I, I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah, he Isn't likes that because he likes what they the tell pain. you to do finish it. Finish <laughs> yeah, finish him. <laughs> <laughs> so, he so, was saying though, finish me, just <laughs> oh. finish finished it the whole thing. Wow. Okay. <laughs> So we're going to get back to the movie in just a moment, but I do want to remind everybody to go to thelegendarium.com uh, where you can find links to Patreon, where you can support the show. You can find a link to Discord where you can join the conversation uh, and uh, all sorts of other fun stuff. If you want to search uh, on the website, you can search by uh, by author, I think is the, the best way. So, you know, uh, all of our podcasts are sorted by author. So you can go search through that if you have somebody that you're interested in. Um, anyway, I think that's as much housekeeping as I need to do. Ryan, am I forgetting anything? No, I don't think so. You've already uh, put me under the bus, so I'm ready to go. Let's do this. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. So, uh, no, I <laughs> I do want to talk about Mortal Kombat specifically, but I, you know, 
let's just call this a free-range discussion about video game movies again. Um, hopefully we don't retread too much of what we said last time, but, uh, you know, it is fun to bash on video game movies. Oh, so. if we get Kyle going on Warcraft, I mean, well, we, this could be an entirely could, different episode. We could do the director's cut extended edition if we get on Warcraft. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. Hard, hard pass. Oh, come on. <laughs> you know, anyway, uh, so in prep for this episode, I, I was telling these guys oh, yeah. uh, earlier, I watched, I, I've watched the new Mortal Kombat twice. Uh, because I, I was getting a little confused about what had happened in the end of the movie, and so I felt like I needed to go back to make sure I knew what I was talking about for this episode. Very important episode, everybody, okay? Yes. Um, and uh, so I, I watched that one twice. I watched the original Mortal Kombat, 1995. Also, the 1995 uh, hit Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, action feature, Street Fighter, mm -hmm. uh, and then also the sequel to Mortal Kombat, so uh, Annihilation. I've watched all of them in the last... 48 hours um i'm doing very well by the way it's like that's about 10 hours of prep for this episode i think I, which is uh, yeah about as much as i put in for you know any given book right yeah. so that's probably as much as you put in for the wheel of time <laughs> the whole series <laughs> that's right that's right um yeah like we i like to call those deathbed regrets you're not getting those ones back right you're gonna be on your deathbed going i could have looked at a sunset <laughs> so many sunsets and instead i watched 10 hours of these movies well you know i okay i don't regret it <laughs> because uh okay so the entertainment value is there let's get to the the new one in just a moment but let me just go back in time to 1995 it, this this was people forget about mortal kombat and street fighter in their discussions of like when similar movies came out the same year like dante's peak and uh, and volcano or Deep Impact and Armageddon, mm -hmm. and it was the same year that we got Mortal Kombat and uh, uh, Street Fighter. For some reason, that name is escaping me. But anyway, it was fascinating to watch both of those kind of side by side, because the first Mortal, Mortal Kombat movie, it's not a good movie, but it's earnest. Like, they, they wanted to make an entertaining movie. They, they wanted to, to, you know, get into this, this Mortal Kombat franchise and, you know, really sink their teeth into it. Then you watch... Street Fighter, also not a good movie. However, it seems to have about the same mentality as like Austin Powers. Right. It's the Austin, or it's the, it, yeah, it's the Austin Powers for um, action movies. Every single possible cliche, whether it's in terms of, you know, dialogue or, or choreography or whatever, it's all in that one. And so while it, it wasn't quite as bad as Annihilation. That's that's Mortal Kombat Annihilation is one of the worst movies ever made. Sorry, Ryan. It's, no, it's, it, I, it beats I, the new one. Uh, that's but, fine. But anyway, no, but um, <laughs> I'm not saying that Street Fighter is a good movie, but it is wildly enjoyable if you have the right mindset. You know, going back and rewatching again, and I didn't rewatch all of the 95 Mortal <laughs> Kombat, but I, I took a cursory glance across <laughs> across all of it. And I think that the two things I was most surprised by, well, the first one is the totally unintentional uh, Werner Herzog impression uh, that that Raiden is doing. Like, <laughs> he, he does not, Christopher Landerberg doesn't mean to do a <laughs> Werner Herzog impression, but because he's trying to be gruff with his voice, he just sounds like him. And I was like, that's amazing. Like, what a fantastic thing. And it kept cracking me up every time. 
But the other thing that I actually do really like about the 95 Mortal Kombat is how colorful it is. Yeah. And that's my number one critique with the new movie is that, like, since when does ugly equal serious? Like, since when does make it make it look ugly and make the colors all look really sour and then we know this is an adult's movie, damn it. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, like, it's the Zack Snyder, like, film looking, filmmaking playbook where it's like, the grosser that it all looks, the more that we realize this is supposed to take place in the real world. You know, I I agree with you. This new movie, the new Mortal Kombat movie, and yeah, okay, fine, spoilers abound, whatever. It's freaking Mortal Kombat, yeah. so get over it. It's fine. Um, but with this one, um, it, it couldn't decide what it wanted to be whether it wanted to be the 95 one or Zack Snyder does Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I think instantly, and I mean instantly, this movie would jump 60% in quality if they didn't do the catchphrases. Yes. No fatality, no Mm -hmm. uh, flawless victory, no get over here. That was, the guy speaks Japanese the entire movie, except for one line when somebody else dubs in, get over here. (laughs) Like, just just stop. You know, the 95 movie... Is it's colorful? It's got the costumes ripped straight from the video game. Yeah, uh, it's you know it's got these crazy sets. The set design is fun in yeah. the '95 movie. It totally fun set design, fun costume work, and a fun movie. This one was like they wanted to have fun homages in the middle of this like crazy, violent, insanely uh, serious movie. A child dies in the first five minutes of this movie, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, hmm, that's... I mean, I know that it's a gory film, but that just feels a little little serious, like, (laughs) for... For everything else, there's like, and now there's a guy with four arms. But this is the same movie where the child dies. It was pretty interesting, too, because before the movie came out, there was a bunch of press that was like, they're purposely pushing the limits for the NC-17 rating. Mm -hmm. But but right before that, you know, line or whatever. But then they throw in the campy, cheesy, like, to your point, the dialogue. And like, so there's a huge tonal disconnect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, big time. So, Ryan, when you saw the movie and you sent that, what? how much of your initial reaction was from the first 10 minutes, that kind of prologue scene where, uh, and, and it set, set the scene for us, tell us what happens and tell us how much that affected your view of the movie. So the the opening sequence scene, uh-huh. you want me to tell you about that? Yeah. Because that does have a huge factor on the enjoyment of this, of this film, in my yeah. opinion. I suspect it as much. Um, because the first 10, 12 minutes or so, they actually tell the story of how of, of this ninja, this, this uh, these two competing ninja factions, and specifically the man who will become Scorpion. Um, you get to know his story and why he hates Sub-Zero as much as he does. They have a history. Uh, there's They do three things really well in this movie that I appreciate, and one of them is actually lore if you've ever taken any time to sit on the wikipedia page of mortal kombat which this forced me to do nah. um, you realize <laughs> that there's some lore in there like oh hey you're actually telling the story more than just tossing a costume on there congratulations i applaud you for doing that um, but it's also like reverse engineering though because you went back to check to be like uh how bad did they f this up yeah <laughs> right so like that's what got you to the wikipedia page <laughs> yeah yeah that was pretty much the drive there but so, so his- in, in the scene yeah uh, Scorpion is, uh, or future Scorpion is uh, ninja in feudal Japan. Yes. Uh, and Sub Zero is from some faction. I, I want to say he was Chinese, but I, I 
yeah, he comes over and annihilates this guy's whole yeah, village. Yeah, he's speaking Japanese and Chinese. Right, yep. right. So he annihilates the whole village and uh, Sub-Zero kills his wife and son and then they duel. Uh, They're there to kill he, him. And he kills Scorpion. Yes, so. yes. Uh, and has this great moment, this fantastic moment. He kills, uh, he kills Scorpion. They've had this great battle sequence and he kind of looks at him and he says... Uh, remember this face and you realize that the two of them can't understand each other at all other than just their hatred of one another but he says remember this face uh it's going to be the face that kills you or he says something along those lines and then we all of a sudden go boop let's go to the next part of the story we're going to jump to the to the next portion here and then from there you have this great like oh that was a really good setup and then from there it was like all right everyone ignore everything that we just did to establish a good story (laughs) and we're just going to go and go back to camp and that's uh, it, if you just watch, if you only want to watch the first 10, 12 minutes, it's dark. It's It's got the gore. Um, it has a bit of lore pieces in there, and it's kind of cool to watch, you know, a scorpion, instead of having something come out of his hand, he's using the ancient the Japanese chain. weaponry where, yeah. you know, throwing the knife attached to a rope. Like and it's it. the tool that his wife was using to garden with. Yeah. yeah it's like a spade. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Like, the first 10 minutes, like, is pretty rad, actually. I was like, okay, like, I don't really care about this at all. Like, I saw online people that were like, you know, like, like the folklore has been ruined as if it was this like ancient tome. And I'm like, dude, that's called like backfilling. Like they backfilled the hell out of the entire storyline for Mortal Kombat because to begin with, it was just like, I don't know. Do you want to be the yellow guy or the blue guy? Blue guy has a cool trick he can do. And then they built, they hung all of this folklore onto it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but when I saw that first scene, I was like, okay, this, this could actually be cool. But you want to know how you lose tension in a movie when you go 200 years later. That's how you always lose <laughs> any tension that you may have built up is that you're just like, oh, so that. There's been so time that, to cool off. Yeah, that yeah, hasn't mattered cool for 200 years. <laughs> what you just saw does not matter. It was over, cool, though. Over right? the next few centuries. Yeah. yeah. It, it was. I, so I agree with all that. Um, it's like two different movies. Mm-hmm. happened and either one would be just fine but put together yeah you know, not not so great uh so putting my cards on the table ryan i kind of liked it that's okay i'm not i'm not we saying, are known to have different opinions on things yeah rarely R- ryan and i rarely it. disagree um <laughs> I, so yeah i again you know it's like it's like those 90s movies this is not a good movie there is so much that I can and, and I'm sure will complain about for the next half hour or so. Uh, but uh, I came away from it going like, wow, that was pretty dope. That was fun. So, I, I, I think know. I would have enjoyed it more. Uh, this is reiterating the similar point from before, though. I, I think if I didn't watch the first 12 minutes and just picked up, I could have been like, oh, this movie is all inside of this box of camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I would have enjoyed it more. It's funny because I watched, I watched this movie the night after I watched kong versus godzilla oh nice and i came away with pretty much the same feeling about both movies where it was like kind of just the ken the ken take i'm here for the punching and like i got that i you turn your brain all the way off and reboot it and then turn it off again and then you can enjoy this enjoy this movie you just watch them fight it's great don't you feel like if they would have had a director like i know that the main i don't know who the director was for this but i know the main producer was james wan uh, who did all the Insidious mm. films and the Conjuring films, and he did Aquaman. Right. He's produced, I think, the last two Fast and the Furious films. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's also very very much known for having, like, a really dark stylization to the stuff that he produces as well as directs. But 
for my money, like I would have loved to have seen, and I know that he doesn't really do this anymore, but even if it had the same tone as what somebody like Paul Verhoeven has, you know, and you came on our show, Craig, and we reviewed Starship Troopers. And you think about the tone that Starship Troopers has where it's like insanely violent, does have a theme that runs throughout it that's actually very, very clever. And all of the set pieces and jokes fit into that cleverness. But the tone of it at the same time is never so serious that a character that you like can't get killed a couple seconds later and you're like, oh my God, what the (laughs) hell's going on? And then it moves on to the next action piece. And I think something like that for if you were going to try and take a fresh tone, still have it be like hard R, almost NC-17 levels of violence, Mm -hmm. but then still have it be like, hey man, this is based on a video game. I don't know what you thought we were going to (laughs) do, right? Because like that could be rad to have something like that. And it would probably actually hit cult status because it didn't take itself so seriously. Right. Yeah. I kind of, I just want with the, with the video game movie thing, you know, they, they make the movie and they've got the source material. And I I watched the little featurettes on HBO max. They've got like three or four little featurettes and they, they keep hammering home. Like we, this is for the fans. We're doing this for the fans. And that's why we have all these homages. That's why we had to put this line in. That's why they like, everybody's choreographing their moves based on the moves from the video game. Right. And, and I'm just in my mind, I'm like, you will never make a good movie this way. Um, it like, I think a good video game movie is possible, perfectly possible. Uh, but they would have to, if you want it to actually be a good film, you have to stop doing the fan service and just use the backstory, the the lore or whatever, you know? Um, and that, so that's what I'm saying, like instant jump in quality if they just get rid of the stupid lines and, well, and that sort of thing. They, the, I think that one of the problems is that they decided to go, okay, we're going to include those elements, but we're going to cut out one of the key elements of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Now, now we're there. Yeah, now we're there. Because if you have to cut something, don't cut the engine for the whole battle sequences. Like, <laughs> So apparently, and now I, I have not kept up. I don't know about you guys. I've not kept up with the video game franchise. Uh, but apparently the tournament has kind of taken a bit of a backseat um, to, you know, they're, they're, they're actually following some story beats from the newer games. I have no idea what, what those are, but yeah, I, I mean, I was kind of, by the time I got to the end, I'm like, Oh, so they're never going to, you know, they, there's, there's no judge. There's no, there's no, well, uh, isn't that weird? Cause in the first one, there is actually a line where Raiden says to, I can't remember what the bad guy's name is. Shang Tsung? Yeah. He says to him, <clears throat> Oh, you're trying to ambush us. You know, that's against the rules to ambush uh, any of the opponents before the actual tournament. And in this movie, that's all the movie is, is them trying to kill off the earthlings or whatever. The mm-hmm. Before not, the tournament uh, starts. Before the tournament starts. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's a weird bit of retconning that they just like, this thing that used to be totally off limits is the well, point I think he does, of the new I, that movie. He does talk about that, right? He does say that it's off limits, but then there's no... Repercussion? There's no repercussion or <laughs> like, any reason that yeah. like... Like it's like you can't do that. You're the, that's like, whatever. And then the, it's just like the elder yeah, gods. Man. The elder gods say you can't do that, except that you know you just did it, and nobody's doing anything to you. No, that's one of my uh, one of my favorite things about Mortal Kombat Annihilation, 
is um, if, you, if you go back, there's a sentence you never thought you'd hear. Hey, that's a hell of a sentence. I what, think you guys you need to have a bumper sticker. It's like a legendarium, and then it's just that quote. First of all, my favorite part about Mortal Kombat. No, no, no. no, no, no. Well, he said he said one of my favorite yeah, parts. That's true. <laughs> so it is that several the the entire premise of Annihilation is that um the, whatever the emperor's name is i can't remember um the the knockoff kurgan yeah um he is invading anyway like the earth won the tournament and outworld doesn't get to invade and that was the whole point of the first movie and you you know like there are rules and all this stuff and then in the second movie, it's like, we're invading anyway. And, we thought we would win, and so, so now we're doing this. There's absolutely no acknowledgement of the, that the first movie mattered right. at all. Yeah, um, change the rules. It was completely bizarre. Anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the thing about the, uh, the lack of the tournament in this new movie uh, that bugs me the most isn't that the tournament didn't happen, but what the tournament does is it gives you a reason for all these different one-on-one matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. And that's fun. In the new movie, they find a way to do some one-on-one stuff. You know, Raiden's sending them off to do their individual battles. Except that it keeps happening that somebody will finish their battle first and then go help out the other guy. Right. And so pretty soon, like, everybody's ganging up on each other. And I'm like, this doesn't... It, I don't know. That felt weird to me. Like this, because it's literally it's all about not, the... not the way the game works. <laughs> it's <laughs> right. literally an aspect you can't do in the right, game. Exactly. So, <laughs> so it's like, um, oh, wouldn't it be fun to see what would happen if new guy Cole, I think his name was, fought <laughs> Prince Goro? Like that'd be that'd be fun. And then, you know, it pretty soon it's like Cole plus his wife with an axe. Mm. Uh, you know, and then it's uh, I, I can't remember all the names. They just it's always two on one. You're doing great. That's how. They, thanks. Well, that's <laughs> that is an actual point I wanted to bring up about this. Is it to ask? Can you remember the main character's name? Cole. Cole. Something. Dang it. I I I want to jump off of this because it is to me. You talked about leaving out something that's vital, and mm-hmm. you leave out the tournament, and so what can the movie stand on? I, I, my question is, if you're going to add something new, you're, we're doing it for the fans, we're doing yeah, it yeah. for the fans, this whole thing, and then you add a new character, and there's, like... So, for those who don't know, he is not part of the game. This, this, this Cole character the new was, guy like, an is, MMA yeah. fighter, yeah. and he, throughout the movie, never really wins a fight until yeah. he finally gets literal plot armor uh, <laughs> growing yes. out of the pores of his skin, but... The thing that is the weirdest to me is I'm like, okay, I yes, screenwriting 101, you need a new outsider who doesn't know anything about this world. So you right? can explain it So to that him. you can explain it to him, and that's how you do exposition. Why why have it be another fighter? Why not have it be a Jesse Eisenberg from Zombieland? <laughs> Somebody who's like terrified and a wussy and maybe a pacifist? Mm. Like, wouldn't that be way more interesting is you could give a lot more comedy fodder to it. It could be an everyman that's normal and not another badass. Like, everyone's a badass. Me, as a pacifist watching that, I'm just like, I don't, yeah, I guess they're all really good at fighting. I don't know. Like, Congratulations. This is, you just this have seems... to find your inner, whatever the word is. That I they come know, up with. Like, the arcane or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. The, the, the Thank whole... you for helping my fighter find his 
ability. Yeah. Oh, that's so corny too. But it just seems so tacked on to me to be like, it's another guy who punches people in the face all the time. And I'm like, if you're going to add somebody new, like add some weird nebbish character who doesn't know what's going on. I assume that what they're going for is a character that will be playable in the next game. Sure. Right. Sure. And so if you do add Jesse Eisenberg, uh, I mean, that'd be hilarious in the game, but it wouldn't make for very good gameplay. So I, I assume they're just they're going for somebody who could actually right. work out. That's so, fair. I don't know. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> what else is there to possibly talk about with this movie? Is Kyle, I it looks something. like you got something. I got something. I want to talk about Sonya Blade for a minute. Mm. Okay. And are, are we talking about Bridget Wilson, Sonya Blade, or uh, New Age Sonya Blade? I don't know what that means. Ninety five. The new, the new version. Billy of Billy Madison's Blade. girlfriend. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, <laughs> Peter Sampras's Sonya Blade. Sonya Blade's story in this movie makes no sense. What? She shows up. Kyle, well, were you not paying attention during Mortal Kombat? <laughs> Come on, man. That's the on thing top that of the make on top sense. of the things that don't make sense. <laughs> my favorite part was Sonya one doesn't have a dragon mark tattoo thing birthmark whatever so they show up to this temple and they're like you don't have a dragon thing you're not a fighter but we'll just let you stick around and do all of this with us we guess they're so like this is sacred and whatever and this is a whole thing but they're just like well i guess you can hang out and just like what And she has the Charlie Day wall with like, I've been following it for 25 years, the Mortal Kombat. Like, I was like, oh my God, does she actually have like yarn with like pins in it? Like, and I feel like one, if, if you are a fan of the game at all, it's a huge disservice to Sonya's character to just like make her be like, yeah, she's just tacked on. Here you go. But it just, it was just bizarre. It's it. And there, there goes Kyle with the, uh, this, this is a sacred lore. That, yeah. How dare you mess with our, uh, yeah, sorry. I said that earlier. No, man. man. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I haven't played mortal Kombat since I was probably 14. Yeah. I know. But like, but like just looking at it, why either she gets to the temple and they kick her out and then have her have some other interesting thing. But she literally just like sits at the table and has dinner with them. Sits over there on the steps and watches them fight each other. Sits over, you know, like you didn't see that there was a plus one marker next to each one of the Ah, dragon tattoo things. I I must have missed that. I gave I gave her my extra life. Yeah, there you go. Uh, (laughs) No, there there was a moment where uh, the the little sand pit that they train in Mm -hmm. uh, before the tournament, they're all going in there, and it's somebody stops Sonya and says, "This is for." contestants yeah. only right mm-hmm. you are not it, so it's not like she wasn't allowed in the temple but definitely there was a demarcation you are not allowed in here this is for the mm-hmm. fighters whatever this blah, is blah, for blah. the men and then exactly <laughs> um the people who look good in a tank top in a different way that's right um the but then they forget they literally forget about that and she's just down in the pit fighting with them yep. five minutes later right it's and, like that guy who told her no like went on break exactly like, dude hurry Again. get in here <laughs> i think that sequence actually had one of my most frustrating moments in the whole show too because they built up this character and again this is one of those can you tell me who this character is this winged angel that the bad guy loves and yeah 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 and she's he sends her off to fight and they do this great camera sequence where she's flying around she's panning around we're like, okay crap what's happening 
what's going on? We're about to get hit. And then she dives in and uh, can Kung, open her Kung guy. Kung, yeah, Kung Lao chucks his hat into the sand, jumps and like just runs her through uh, like surfs her into a, a circular a song. The yeah, entire fight sequence. It's called the Legolas. Okay. Sorry, go on, Ryan. Sorry, I'm sorry. It, no, no, it's fine. It, it was, there were a couple scenes earlier on where we're introduced to this character and she's supposed to have some sort of weight and everything. And then we get to the point where she starts to fight. She's supposed to be part of the fight and they just throw it away immediately. Well, because it, it, this, the setup was longer than the payoff mm -hmm. and that doesn't work in a lot of things that you want to enjoy. This, this is what I'm talking about where they did that strictly so that someone could say flawless victory. Yeah. That is the entire mm -hmm. purpose of that sequence is so that somebody can say flawless victory and he does his little like he does the hat like that's a move from the, the mm -hmm. video game he, yeah, you know, traces the edge of the hat where was the toasty um, guy like as long as we're doing guy? homages to uh everything from the game like why didn't we get somebody burn up and someone one of the game designers pop their head in and go toasty <laughs> because <laughs> Fan service, like when do you stop with fan service? Mm -hmm. You've got to have it all in there, right? Or nothing. Or nothing at all. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, it, it was very much like, what What are some other horrible fan service moments uh, that we can remember? R2, D2, and C3PO showing up in, was it Rogue One? Yeah. Where they pop in for 30 seconds and have a line and so that everybody can go, I know those guys. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and, and I mean, that's totally... You're done. Well, you know what? I And this isn't a fan service thing, but I was thinking about it a lot with Mortal Kombat and in particular people online that were complaining about the folklore and all this and like, we changed stuff and all, and all these ideas. I kept thinking about, it's not a video game movie, but the original Masters of the Universe movie with Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> okay. Um, that, that, <laughs> you you like, think about that often, I'm sure. You would be surprised. But, <laughs> but the thing that I thought about with that is that like, Watching the movie of that, it's so weird because they changed so many things. Like they brought in new characters. The characters that are there that were from the cartoon and the in the toy line are super weird looking and like nothing mm -hmm. seems the same. And they they built like a whole new mythology around it. And then like maybe about three years ago, I was watching that Netflix series, the the toys that made us, and it does the background of all these different ones. There's one on He Man. And it's like the main guy's like, man, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. We were like, I don't know. He's like Conan, but there's also like lasers and spaceships and stuff. And I, you know, we just kind of were like making toys and then it took off. And so I'm like, it's the same thing where like they made this ridiculous, stupid thing that got crazy popular. And so they had to retrofit in like uh, the, the tournaments. They're from another world. They're like from another dimension. That's it. That's the ticket. Yeah. And then some that's of them why he can shoot the thing and, out of his hand. Right. And yeah. so they're just like making up everything as they go. So what it's hinging upon is because it was literally like some people that were like, yeah, we'll have a yellow guy in there and he'll be, you know, he'll have like a whip thing and then we'll have another blue guy and he can freeze stuff. And it's like they didn't have any. Don't even bother changing the costumes on the model. Just recolor them. And, and it's it. like, isn't that the the most like pity? Like, just like here you go. Fan service thing is that they're like now if you look at them close up, like one the one guy's mask is like it's like it's like a like like some kind of a shield, and then the other guy's is like weird and it's leather. So they're not they're mm -hmm. not the same at all. And you're like. It's called video game sprites. They were exactly the same. <laughs> and then we'll make the green guy and call him Reptile. Yeah, and he'll be even. And he'll, in this one, he's gonna look like a Spider-Man <laughs> villain. Like it's like so what? stupid. Yeah. Okay, so so here's a question for you guys. Uh, after now, after having watched this movie, I suspect I know Ryan's answer already. But 
the whole purpose of a movie like this, besides, you know, hopefully at least breaking even for the, the studio, you know, hopefully uh, Warner Brothers makes its money back, etc. cetera. Uh, but they want to move product. That's a video game movie is about moving product. How likely are you to get back into the Mortal Kombat franchise now that the film franchise has been revived? I will take that as a zero out of a hundred. I mean, I have downloaded the old techno song <laughs> and re-listened to that several times as I've driven, which is really the best thing about the 1995 movie. Yeah. That's really the flagship merchandise right there. <laughs> and I will say that the new techno song is pretty sweet as well. It's not bad. It's, it's not as good as the old one. It's not as it's not gonna be it's not gonna live forever. Like the old one, but it's not bad. I've, I've had it happen sometimes where I'll watch a movie. I'll, I'll get through the first few minutes of a movie and then, uh, you know, maybe like I'm two minutes into it and I, I shift in my seat and accidentally turn off the TV. And then I got to get back into, okay, you go into the thing and, and you're so fresh into the movie that the streaming service hasn't even registered that you're watching it. So it <laughs> plays it from the beginning, right? Yeah. This happens every once in a while. And most of the time, I'm like, all right, I got to skip past the, the credit sequence to get to where I was, you know, two minutes in. It's happened to me with 95 Mortal Kombat okay. yesterday. And I went back into it, and, you know, it starts up again, Mortal Kombat. And I'm like, nah, I'm sitting through this again. <laughs> that was awesome. Got it, man. They yeah. knew what they were doing. <laughs> I, I guess, back to your question, I... Like I'm in my mid forties now and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm married. I don't sit around and hang out with my stupid friends all day, every day. And I can't even really sit cross-legged on the floor anymore. Like I could when I was a kid. And like, I think that to me, mortal Kombat is sitting cross-legged on the floor with your buddy sitting next to you. Whoever wins gets to punch the other person in the shoulder and make homophobic jokes at one another. <laughs> like that is the crux of mortal Kombat in and of itself. So like, I'm not that target audience at all anymore. <laughs> that would be my comment. So, uh, so what? So you're no longer the target audience for Mortal Kombat as a uh, even as a film franchise. Probably, what video game movie do you want to see happen now? And Kyle, don't say Warcraft. That uh, that happened, and it was terrible. So it it did happen, and it was terrible. And I was actually going to call that out as your your fan service <laughs> question. Oh, the yeah. whole like opening sequence. Well. The whole opening sequence with the human side where they like jump from one place to the next place and he's riding that griffin mm. everywhere. Pure fan service for like 15 minutes and it just makes everybody go like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> so, so, okay. It won't be Warcraft. What, what video game movie do you want to see made? I would like, and Craig is going to be mad, I would like to see StarCraft lore on screen. Why would I be mad? Uh, I should let me put it this way. I don't want to see the existing storylines of StarCraft mm -hmm. uh, retold on screen. Right. You can use some of those characters, but I want that world on screen again. Um, I just, generally speaking, that I think StarCraft is better suited to the game world where you can play the different subsections of the story. But it is a Blizzard has a gold mine on their hand there if they can execute that story, that world well on screen. Yeah. I, I could see that. So kind of like a uh, uh, Star Wars expanded universe situation where it's like, all right, can we stop following Luke Skywalker and just have a, a cool story in the Star Wars universe? No, he's going to show up a little bit later. In StarCraft? Yes. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, 
but you know what I mean. Who's like, going to save the the Marines from the hydralisks? A yeah. green lightsaber coming down the trench. Oh, <laughs> Jim Rayner, come on, man. So, okay, all right, no, Starcraft is a good. He'll choice. just turn and say, "What's your name, sir?" Jim Skywalker. Yeah, Jim <laughs> Skywalker. So, uh, Steve Skywalker. <laughs> no, I think I think Starcraft is a, a respectable choice. I hope they don't do it like just because the track record of video game movies is now so thoroughly entrenched in horror. Yeah. Just, just uh, it's these, these films, th- this is the film version of terrorism. Anytime you make a, a, a video game movie, there are a so handful bad. of good ones. Mm-hmm. I um, disagree. I think there are maybe mo- not movies, but there are a handful of good video game franchises. Oh, Lordy, Lordy. Let's hear a couple. <laughs> Witcher. You know, that was okay. the one I thought right, about. That right. was the one I thought about that had cropped up since we last did our that's, show. That's a good point. Yeah. I actually hadn't thought about that. In fact, you know what's weird is that one was so good that I don't even think of it as a video game movie. But it totally is. But it is. Or so, a series, I guess. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's it's just a long movie. Others yeah. you could take along those lines. I think if you did them in a similar vein, um, I know Craig and I have both really enjoyed the Horizon Zero Dawn series. Oh my gosh, yes. You could do a really good piece out of that one. Um, I think that's got a lot of potential that there. That one actually, you could probably film that as is mm-hmm. like the, just straight through the story as is hire the same actress you know whatever like <laughs> you could that one would translate i think very well to the screen um i was gonna say the last of us mm. uh, have you guys played that one that one is being uh is I, that being developed that one is being that'd developed be, that would gross it's i'm not <laughs> like not i'm totally pleasant. into it but i'm like yeah that that would be that would make your skin crawl for sure yeah yeah but i like that yeah. I, I you know and i mentioned this last time and i think it's just because i like the game so much i would love just like a full-blown reboot of silent hill and start with silent hill the room which i believe is silent hill 4 and just have like somebody like a gore verbinski do it where it's just like it's got like a lot of style to it and it's and they use they actually use the storyline and don't try to build some brand new storyline that has all these did, silly twists and turns in it, you know? Gore Verbinski, mm-hmm. did Gore Verbinski do the first uh, Pirates movie? Yes. Okay, that's where... And, yeah. and he also did The Ring, the American oh, remake okay. of The Ring. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying is like that kind of just like really stylized look to it. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would love to see something like that. Because like, that's the thing with uh, Paul W.S. Anderson's uh, Resident Evil movies. I don't know if I mentioned this in the last one, uh, time that we talked about this, but like the resident evil the style of those actual games like the first couple of them it's really cool because even though you're like the cop and you got your gun you're in like a haunted house and it's all very old and victorian and and paul ws anderson just took it and was like oh there's also cyborgs and we're in this underground city that's all (laughs) futuristic and everything stainless steel and i was like does he think this is scary because there's nothing about this that's even a little bit scary it's just corny it's uh, mm-hmm. that the way you just described that reminds me so much of the tone shift between Doom, the game, and Doom, the movie. Yes, mm-hmm. it's the yes. exact same thing. Yeah, right? right. You're like the game was like freaky. Like that's part of what made it so much fun. But like when you watch the movie, you're just like, does anyone does like did they play the game? Like, <laughs> and how did it make them feel? Mm-hmm. I I don't. This is something I just started thinking about. So it's you know. Clearly well thought out. Uh, I don't think that first-person shooter games translate well into film. Okay. The more I think about it, because a lot of these ones uh, that we're going, that we're we're talking about, or, or ones that they've tried to translate, 
when you play them, you are already immersed in the story as the main character, as that piece, that, that central piece. And it doesn't translate well to shift it into a third person narrative in a film uh, quite the same way. I don't know how many you, or I don't know what it would take to make that happen. Um, there's good storylines in a lot of these games that are pretty easily, that could easily translate. But the experience that you have with the game and the experience you would want to have with the movie, would you'd want them to be similar. And they can't be similar when your perspective is that disconnected. Mm -hmm. Because you're talking about the visual language of like suspense. Yeah. Right? And, and yeah, seeing that third point of view that has a person here and then a person further down the hallway and you're like, oh, they're chasing them. Mm -hmm. But if you're that character... Yeah, it's a completely different experience. I, Did, have any of you watched Hardcore Henry? Yes. I never got around to it, but... It's it's a really, really interesting premise, and there's some really fun moments which, in it. Which, for those who don't know, it's a first. It's an entirely shot in first-person movie. Yeah. Yeah, so. and your character is like this sort of cyborg-ish. He's like, he, he falls out of helicopters, he gets attacked by sharks, and all of it's first-person. First of all, you can only watch it in pieces, I don't know. Like, I don't know how anybody could sit through the entire thing all at once because it makes you sick. Like, it's mm. so kinetic and it never mm -hmm. stops, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's not it, It's not indicative for an actual storyline because you can't associate any emotion with a character whose face you can't see. You can't right. build empathy. There's nothing there. I just finished, uh, like a week ago, uh, playing a game called Half-Life Alex. Um, it's a VR game. If you're familiar with the Half-Life series a little bit, um, it's that's another series that I think has potential that could translate into some fun films. Mm. Uh, I could never replicate the experience of playing that game in any other medium than the VR medium. Yeah, mm. uh, it was genuinely one of the most terrifying things I've ever played. Uh, multiple times, freaking out. Uh, but the story was so good that I would love to see it translate into a film piece, but it's not going to because there is no way to give the experience of going down into an underground subway, seeing a silhouetted body hanging down the hallway, knowing I have to go up and take the flashlight off that corpse God. while there are zombie creatures around me. Right. I can't translate that the same way in film as what I'm having to feel knowing that I've got to go down that hallway. Ugh. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. All yeah. right, so... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Video game movies. I've got I nothing think, else. I think three come to mind for me that we haven't mentioned yet, which would be the Diablo franchise. Mm. I think would be mm -hmm. fantastic. That'd be, that'd be cool lore-wise, for think, sure. Yeah, lore-wise. And I think I think The Witcher has proven out that you could do something like that. I would want it to be done along those lines. Um, I think Halo is one that I would really still like to see. I was pretty bummed that that whole Steven Spielberg produced series that was supposed to come out never really came to light, but I think that would be good. But I think it's going to suffer from what Ryan was talking about with first person shooters, but I think you could do it. Um, and then the last one is I want a really good splinter cell movie. And I know we have like spy movies all over the place, but splinter cell was one of my favorite. Is that the Tom Clancy, thing? Tom Clancy splinter okay. cell. I loved that game. And I think, uh, a good old fashioned spy movie be really cool right on so. well uh, the splinter gonna... cell thing i'll just say this like one of my favorite things about the game experience with that is how slow everything was right like you right. had to like you show up and you tiptoe in you set your backpack down then you got to open it and really quietly get out all the parts of your mm -hmm. gun and you're putting it together and then you have to stop 
because the guy's right honestly, below the balcony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you keep putting, and you're like, oh yeah, Michael Mann. And like if, a Michael Mann version. Yeah. Of that and if amazing. you could, if you could combine, like, so y'all saw, uh, saw a quiet place, right? Mm-hmm. And just how intense that movie was because of just everything. So quiet. Like, I feel like a splinter cell type of movie like that, where you're just following him almost first person, but maybe not first person, but that intensity of like, he makes a sound and basically he's, he's screwed. Yeah. Like, that would be really, really cool. Well, it's procedural. It's like the first 10 minutes of, uh, dark night. Mm-hmm. where you're just seeing him like set up his gun and then the other guy's going over to the other place and it's all procedural and you're mm-hmm. watching it all happen. could be really, really cool. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to throw an idea out for you guys. Uh, we, we've talked about a lot of like big epic things that, you know, like sweeping stories and all that stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to suggest that maybe the biggest missed opportunity so far of a video game movie is Monkey Island. <laughs> how, see that? how, Excellent. If you could cast that well, and uh, you know, get uh, get a good funny writer on that, what well, get Lord Miller to do uh, mm-hmm. to do the Secret of Monkey Island. There's your video game movie. I like that a lot. Eh? All I'm saying is that I'm a genius. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey, lesser franch- lesser games have been turned into franchise full things. Have you seen how giant Rovio is now with Angry Birds? No. Full on animated series, movies, everything. What started with just a simple iPhone game, <laughs> iOS game, is now a huge franchise. Yeah, I guess it's whether or not you like those characters, right? I mean, yeah. of course, it didn't work for Sonic. Poor Sonic. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Are there are there any franchises that you guys are like, yeah, don't don't even don't do it again or don't bother? Like, I really think they should avoid making another Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, well, yeah, or, no, I think um, I, I, Nintendo has been very smart to, you know, hold off on a lot of those. Don't yeah. make another Legend of Zelda it, well, series. Yeah, well, they yeah they made six episodes of a cartoon. You know, all it, it's like 30, 30 minutes in total of Zelda cartoons. So I don't I don't know if I even count that. But uh, but Zelda would like you could make a cool movie out of it, but the chances of it getting done well or so low that I, I think Nintendo's smart to do that with you know Mario and Zelda hold off on those um oh shoot what was I gonna say Kyle looks like you you had a thought I was just gonna say I would love somebody else to take a crack at Assassin's Creed and just forget that it's a video game and mm-hmm. just take the lore of Assassin's Creed That's, and and make yeah. it a dope ass movie because the way that they went about that fastbender awfulness was I forgot bad. that that even existed oh, yeah <laughs> I was uh I was looking at Ryan on the camera the whole time you were talking. Um, Just Ryan's inner thoughts. It's me exactly. in his head usually. I'm Ryan's Jiminy Cricket. Everyone knows. So I, I, have a li- I have a little bit. I did this to you last time. I have a little bit of a switcheroo question, which would be, is there a movie series that you can think of that would make a really good video game? Do You, well, you better start us off if you've, if you've got something. Um, I would say the Indiana Jones series. They've made video games. It's called out of Tomb those. Raider, right? But but not. But I but I think one where you can really lock into the actual story, the actual same kind of storylines that the movies did, mm-hmm. where it's like because just thinking of like Raiders of the Lost Ark, it's like he has to find the one thing, and he might know where it goes, and then he goes and finds the well, one there, thing. There and then is he has to there's a Last Crusade. Um, I I played the Last Crusade video game dozens of times as a kid, uh, and and it's it's exactly that. It's a puzzle solver. 
Oh. You'd go to the different rooms. You have to like find the X marks the spot and you know, whatever. Um, so that, that one played it. Yeah. That's that one's been thing. done. Oh, okay. Might be done better, you know, as a modern video game. I don't know, but, uh, I'm just thinking of like, I've been playing, uh, the video game stranded deep. I don't know if you've played that. It's sort of, it's, it's very sort of, uh, uh, cast away. Okay. Uh, you're, you're on an airplane, it crashes and then you go out to an Island, but it's, you're, it's a maker game. So you have to like, you're getting different things together to build like, uh, you know, your own boat and then mm-hmm. you, have, then you can sail to the next Island. And it's like, but it's so detail oriented these days where it's just like, you have to go and get these really particular things that that's kind of what got me started to think about the yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, so, so a movie that could be turned into a really great video game is actually, I, I can't remember if we mentioned this on the first video game movies episode, but uh, the greatest video game movie of all time is Kill Bill. Uh, and it's not a video game. Oh, this is interesting. So, like that one could be a fantastic. Elaborate. Video. What do you think it, it looks like? What is it? How does it play? Well, that's the thing is that you don't have to mess with the aesthetic much, uh, because the way it's structured, the way it exists, you know, obviously Tarantino chops up his timelines and stuff, but it's it's levels. She's going through the different levels, and you know, she has to solve this and figure this part out, and then get to the boss, the boss character at this level. Yeah. Um, and then she's done with that and she moves on to the next one and she's got the next set of uh of puzzle pieces to put together to get to the next boss and so on and so on here's here's a thought okay and this would be revolutionary i think you guys seem to play more games than i do but i don't know if i've ever seen this before keep the non-linear and so when you get to level three it does take place at her wedding that happened 10 years earlier but you're playing it in order, mm. but it's skipping your storyline around the way a Tarantino movie does. Mm, interesting. Right. And you're just following her story and it's all happening to you. And you're like, well, I have to beat this because level four is back in the future again or whatever. Well, there you go. Okay. Anybody else? Uh, Ryan, any thoughts? I've been trying to piece together. I, I'm looking at thrillers and actions that would naturally translate easily into it. Things uh, I haven't seen it yet, but um I, I was curious about you know, like something like Tenet or Inception or something that has that thriller action edge, hmm. how well something okay. like that would translate. Uh, I think actually Kyle threw out a really good one earlier if you're willing to play that style game of uh, turning A Quiet Place into a game series. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Interesting. Game one, they've already, they're working on the second film, um, to, and it'll be interesting to see where the direction they take that uh, because that could open up doors to something like that more so. But yeah, if you're willing to play the more, uh, m- more of that survival style game rather than I shoot bad things as they move in front of me games. <laughs> oh my uh, God, you could have a little sound meter Yeah. that if once it gets to a certain oh, level, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, you know, like... And you're dead. They, well, yeah, yeah they, <laughs> it just comes out. Exactly. Oh, man. I've, sorry, I spent a lot of time in one. VR and that's the idea of playing that in VR and all of a sudden the sound meter goes off and you just turn around something's coming right at you would just... I've, there would be a lot of swearing, yeah. a lot of broken furniture. I did, I did Resident <laughs> Evil once in VR at my brother's house, and I was just like, and it was fascinating. It was so cool going through the old house, and then something scary happened, like yeah. 15 minutes in, and I was a mess. Well, it tells you, it, I had an experience just a couple of weeks playing Half-Life Alex, and I'm looking at a corpse sitting there just against the wall, and I'm just kind of taking a minute to break uh, rest because I'd just been playing the level where if you make a sound, the zombie comes after you, <laughs> and... Uh, you have to throw bottles and stuff like that to get them to go other places. And I'm looking at this this corpse against this wall, 
And all of a sudden I hear my son say, hey, daddy, from the direction of that <laughs> corpse. I have, I screamed, I shouted, I swore. And my son learned a bad word that day. <laughs> He's going to be explaining that to a therapist in 20 years. Yeah. I, I just said, hey, daddy, daddy you just... shit. <laughs> so there's this movie I saw. I can't remember what it's called, but let me explain it. And I think it'd be a killer video game. But, uh. So there's, there's there's these two competing ninjas. One is from Japan, and the other one is from China, but also speaks Japanese. And one of them can freeze things. <laughs> they, he, they have different colors. Kill, they yes, got to wear different he colors. Comes and though. kills this guy's family. If we could get that into a video game, is that all that happens? Because I'm not letting you off the hook, Eddie. Is that why you tell me about all the other parts of this movie? Well. <laughs> as long as you don't care about anything making sense, we'll just throw out different colors, different character, you know, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> it could be whatever you want it to I, be. I did have you on the hook for just a second, though. I could see I was, it in your eyes. I was interested. <laughs> so tell me more about these ninjas. These ninjas. Hmm. Uh, okay. Well, really, what it comes down to is um, for all 12 of you left listening, thank you very much <laughs> for listening. Uh, I, I, this is one of those episodes where I often will say, you know, at the end of the episode, I say, Hey, visit us at patreon.com slash legendarium to support the show. This time it's please don't go to the refund it's, page. Of exactly. Patreon. exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> do, do, it, do it based on good episodes. Hey, no, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I, hopefully everybody had fun. This is, uh, this is definitely one of those ones where it was just like, Ryan sent the text. The, I, the I hated everything about this. Uh, this <laughs> that being thing. said, and uh, I just said I we have to do Mortal Kombat. Uh, like we just did another HBO Max movie, you know, with the Godzilla versus Kong. Mm-hmm. But I was like, uh, we we've got to do it now because Ryan hated it so much. Yeah, when I get a, that strong of a visceral reaction, we have to make an episode. Um, it's cheaper than therapy. So <laughs> the, all that, all this hatred, and that being said. When they do the second one, because they're going to, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. Well, you got to find out about Johnny Cage. Yeah, you got to find out what happens. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe they'll make a, a good choice and go with Cage's daughter or something. But yeah, no, I, I, they set everything up for the sequel in this. And I thought, you, you can't hit lower than this for me. Maybe you, that's a good place to start. You know, I'll, I'll be able to enjoy it going forward. And maybe you do something more. But yeah. Uh, I won't recommend this to people, but I will watch the next one. But if the, there was a Snyder cut of this movie, only if it's in the four by three aspect ratio. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I've already put my cards on the table. I actually enjoyed it. Again, not because I thought it was good, but because I thought it was enjoyable for the most part. I actually I did think, in in all seriousness. Uh, outside of like post-production and coloring and stuff and you know like the costumes weren't very good or interesting but the cinematography was actually pretty darn good it's a well shot movie uh just the the angles they got the shots they got uh, were creative and mm-hmm. and and well done it, i thought yeah there I, were there so. were enough moments in there that i was like oh wow that was cool or it's good like, vista that, yeah. or yeah so a, i liked it and there was enough nostalgia in there there was enough a surprise in there to be enjoyable it is not something that is well written or even if, like if they don't if they don't do a sequel and like you said ryan they're they're going to do a sequel um uh, almost certainly but if they don't i won't 
miss it. I won't be like, oh man, how come we never got the sequel to that yeah. that movie? But when they do make it, yeah, I'm totally going to watch it and have fun with it. I don't know. Sherlock, final thoughts? I was really surprised at how dumb the fight scenes were. Like, for it being a movie about fight scenes, like, A, they weren't martial arts scenes. It was lots of, like, punching and lunging at people. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like, you know, you think you think about, like, a really good kung fu movie. Right. Like, that has, like, amazing acrobatic stuff in it. It's like, this didn't have that. It was just, like, I was surprised at how, like, boring that was. I was like, isn't that? And, like, some of these actors are not actually actors. They're, like, fighters. Like, that's what they do. Yeah. And they weren't very, they, it just was kind of filmed boring, and it looked really bland. It, I took the opposite take on that in the sense that I actually think that the martial arts in this film represent a more realistic martial arts than we tend to see in a lot of other films with the with a lot of the wiring and stuff like that. Yeah. It's one of the three things that I think they got right. I think they got they did a pretty good job with representation, the martial arts, yes. and the lore. The, and I guess I just lore. I wanted I wanted some crouching tiger stuff, man. I wanted yeah. wires because I'm like, it's a video game. Go, go watch the '95 one, and, and you're all set. I know. When I saw that again, it made me so happy. <laughs> so that's my final thought. All right. Well, I I frankly I'm shocked. We made it an hour. It's we're like 56 minutes into this. I cannot believe that we went this long. Um, especially because at, at minute like 27, I was like, well, what else are we going to talk about? I don't know. That's but, also when we veered away from Mortal Kombat and just got into video game stuff. That's general. right. <laughs> anyway, but, uh, but thanks everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed this freewheeling discussion. Sherlock, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me on and, again. And uh, I hope people go check out uh, Deep Dive Film School. Search it on YouTube. Search it on Instagram. Search it on, you know, all the, your, your podcatcher. Spaces and places. So, yeah. Anyway. Thanks, everybody, and we will see you next time.